Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I'm so excited to have the lovely Poppy Jamie with us today. So Poppy, if you don't know, is one of Forbes 30 Under 30. She is a UN Global Goals advocate, British wellness entrepreneur, TV host and author. Poppy is on a mission to empower people to look after their minds and health. Poppy founded the mental well-being app Happy Not Perfect that supports over 90 million users worldwide, particularly focusing on teachers, parents and students. And Poppy's book, Happy Not Perfect, is designed to upgrade your mind, challenge your thoughts and free yourself from anxiety and is out now. Welcome to the show, Poppy. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. My pleasure. I'm excited for our conversation today. Um, I came across your work after you spoke at Wellbeing by the Lakes, where I was as well. So I was like, Poppy looks fantastic. I need to get her on the podcast and have a chat about this. Well, I love your work. So when you emailed me, I was like, oh, this is so exciting two souls meeting and obviously you know we care about the same thing so that's always great yes definitely well one question that I love to ask my guests every time they come on is the first question is would you class yourself spiritual first of all because I don't know that question and when did you spiritually awaken what's your story so I yes I would definitely class myself as a very spiritual actually and I'm um and I'm actually, um, I've just graduated in psycho-spiritual coaching. And it was something I recently found because I was getting to a point of feeling, not tension, but because I have spent the last kind of decade of my life researching into the mind, very kind of based, based in the science around the psychology of our mind, how does our brain work? And then I guess even, you know, I grew up with um, parents who are very spiritual. So my mother's a healer and has been an energy healer since we were really little. And then my dad um, suffered from chronic mental health issues. And really his, his spirituality was what really helped him through that. So when we were little, 
spirituality was a quite a big thing and um and and then at school I I kind of again like gravitated towards like you know getting involved in anything kind of spiritual I could and obviously when you're kind of 15 or 16 I like it it felt a bit more odd because nobody was really talking about it so it was something that I really felt connected to but I never really spoke about in case anybody you know would say anything and it's really as I've got older I've had almost more confidence to be able to say actually this is a huge part of my life and I um I'm I I I think that there is so much that we don't we can't see and it yet it is so present and so now I think I have even more respect for our intuition that feeling part of us that we can't put our finger on but yet it is so strong in when we're making decisions or when we're going through something and um um, and I definitely have gone through years of my life when I've kind of ignored the feeling signs because I've tried to rationalize everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in the last few years, especially, I've really tried to find that path back to 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 kind of honoring that spiritual part of my human side. Mm, and I love that story because like you say, it's been there throughout your whole entire life with your mum. And it must have been great to learn everything from her and have her sort of show you the way as such instead of just, oh, what's this? Like, you know, I'm connected to my feelings more, connecting to like, you know, the universe more. So it must be nice to have that connection with your mum and have her as that kind of like teacher as such. You feel like she was sort of like your inspiration and kind of guide as such with spirituality. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, Reiki healing uh, was the healing that she she did. And I, I guess what was so, what opened my eyes to it so much is because we'd have these animals, right? We had this parrot that would not shut up. Like literally this parrot would squawk the whole time. And it, <laughs> I think I only learnt my name. So all it would do is like, Poppy! Like probably <laughs> because it was just mimicking my mum, like screaming at me because I'm like late for school or I haven't tidied up or whatever. And I remember, you know, I'd like, my mother would just bring her hands to the parrot and, um, and the parrot would fall asleep. Wow. And I thought, oh, wow, that's so amazing. Because obviously, sometimes, you know, humans can kind of, you know, placebo is like, oh, yes, I do feel more relaxed. I'm sure I do. But obviously, animals don't have that sense of, oh, I need to please this person by telling them that they've made more more relaxed. They don't have that kind of brain that we have. So they don't lie. It's just totally authentic. Like, if the animal's relaxed, it will fall asleep. If it's not, it won't. And um, so when she used to reiki heal our animals, I used to think, oh my gosh, there's something, there is so much power that we can't see. You can't see healing, right? Like when, I'm not sure if anyone's listened to this, but reiki healing is really just the transfer of energy from one person to another. And uh, and this may sound really woo-woo, so stay with me. But <laughs> the idea is that um, the sun's energy is such a high frequency that actually when someone channels this energy into another through Reiki healing, it, it essentially the, the, the practice slows down the energy enough for the the human that who's being healed to receive it and then that energy then goes to all the parts of the body and the mind that needs it um and uh yeah so that so that was kind of definitely like it felt I could really see it from my own eyes like the power of the unseen I love that and have you always been an author and been in this field or have you had any other jobs or career paths before this 
Oh my God, I've had so, I feel like I've, I feel like a bit like a cat. I've had nine lives, um, <laughs> I, which is sometimes a bit confusing for like my identity, because I think we obviously in this day and age, um, we feel all of us like to have an identity because it makes us feel safe. Like it's very reassuring for the mind to have this idea about ourselves, And often we do receive our identity through what we do. Um, and but once you've done so many things I definitely have had moments of like who am I <laughs> like God, because it's you know when I was when I was 18 I was a tv presenter and I used to do lots of different interviewing mostly kind of entertainment and then I moved to LA and I was tv hosting there I had a talk show and then I uh set up I did set up my the wellness the happy not perfect wellness app which was an app that turned a mental well-being ritual into a game that you could play every day and it was for anyone that couldn't meditate because I was just I am just not a great meditator in general so I thought I must I must be able to do something else that helps to calm my mind and helps to release anxiety that isn't just meditation so I built the app and then I was like oh then I was living with my best friend who's an actress and we decided that we really wanted to set up this fashion company so suddenly I had this very bizarre life of like a fashion company on Mondays a mental wellness app on Tuesdays and then and so I kind of yeah and and this is what I think is hard about Instagram is that I think Instagram you know you've got the bio and you're like oh god what on earth do I say about myself like <laughs> and it it kind of it kind of um it takes away from the fact that we are such 3d human beings like we may be one thing but we're also another and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean we don't like this do you know I mean if you're spiritual you could also like fashion and if you like fashion you could also be spiritual but also you could like sport so I just never know when someone says what do you do I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> something um and um yeah so that's it so in a way it's been quite kind of I found it almost quite challenging having done so many things because I feel like I'm not just you know, one thing, but, um, but it has been, uh, I guess, yeah, it's been up and down and like, like it's been an adventure, put it that way. It certainly sounds like it. And I think it's so important, like you say, to express all the different aspects of yourself because we are kind of constricted to this like 150 characters or whatever it is. And you're like, well, actually I'm way more than that. And there's so much that, you know, we don't see, like, I didn't know anything about that. And I followed you for a while. So it's like, there's so many things we can't always communicate, but there's like this whole backstory and this whole other aspect to ourselves um so I think the more that we shine that through like the more people are like oh okay so Poppy does have different interests Emma does do something else and you know it just helps it allows us to express all the facets of ourselves all the different versions of ourselves so um I love what you said there so let's talk about your work now then Poppy so what does flexible thinking mean so flexible thinking is really the essence of being open-minded because I think it's so easy for us to get stuck in our beliefs. I believe this, and so that person's wrong. Or um, I, I, I assume that she must be annoyed with me. And so as a consequence, we feel anxiety. Or um, we, we, we fall into these patterns of behavior that were created from the past, and they're not serving us anymore. And so flexible thinking is a way for us to challenge the way we think in order for us to behave in a different way and then create a different life for ourselves. Because they say, you know, the past is the 
creation of our present. So everything that's happened in our past is, uh, that's allowed us to be here today, but it is not the architect for our future. We always have the ability to change. If there's things in our life that we don't like, we have the opportunity to change them with our decisions in the present. And if we, if we are stuck in the same patterns and, um, and traps that we all fall into for many different reasons, it can be, it can feel like we're always recycling the same sort of challenges. Like, oh, I always go for those sort of people, or I always kind of feel that anxiety that I hate, or I, I, I'm in the same worries that I'm not good enough, or if I was a bit more like this, then things would be easier. It's so easy for us to be trapped in emotions um, that we don't necessarily want to be trapped in. And so flexible thinking in my book is a four-step method to be able to completely reboot your thinking systems in order for you to have far more um, ability to recreate what you want. I love that. And I think it's, I've definitely not been a flexible thinker throughout my life. Absolutely. Um, and I think even now, like I'm a Virgo sun sign and like flexible thinking is like, what? Like, huh, what? <laughs> like we're just doing it this way, aren't we Poppy? What do you mean? I have to be open-minded and flexible in my approach. So <laughs> it's definitely something that I have learned over the last few years and I have embraced more. And I think it's really important we do because, you know, even from like a manifestation and law of attraction perspective, when we are more more flexible in our approach and on our energy we allow things in so much easier but when we're you know tight and restrictive and like it must happen like this then you know we actually block abundance we actually block the very things that we want so I think flexible thinking can help so many things our mental health our manifestations absolutely everything so what have been your experiences with flexible thinking like how has it kind of shown up in your life for yourself it honestly shows up every single day because everything that I do and everything we all do, our brain asks the question subconsciously, have I seen this before? And then in answering that question, our subconscious goes to the kind of memory um, filing cabinet to take out that file on the present experience that we're having to bring up all what happened then in order to help help us like in that moment. But the problem is, and that's why the research suggests that 98% of our thoughts were the same as yesterday because our brain craves familiarity. We crave the same sort of things because we are craving safety. And this goes back to our prehistoric times, how we survived as cavemen and cave women. Um, we, uh, we, we crave safety because we knew that would give us much more chances of surviving. And thank God for those mechanisms because that's why we are here today. But the problem is the world has changed so much. And so that's why for a new complex world, we knew, need the ability to have more complex thoughts. So us being in a very black and white world, like I believe this and say this is wrong or this is right, it um, it can be it can make the world even more challenging. So even today, for example, uh, when did flexible thinking um, come into play? Um, for example, uh, I. I was, I was, I was late, for example, like, like I didn't have the diary invites, was a couple of minutes late and I am such a warrior. So 
like old me would have been like, oh my God, you're late. She's going to hate you. That is so rude. And then for the whole interview, be so worried that I, because I'd messed up or like done something that I thought was not, I, because I, one of my rules is be on time because I broke my own rule. I then would have been putting so much shame and guilt on myself. It could have then affected the way I, you know, I, I spoke or whatever. And then afterwards I'd have been like, oh, Poppy, like that's such an amazing podcast how could you have ruined it you should have said something like this you know you go into a total spiral Mm. um over just an innocent 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 mistake and this is where my perfectionism comes into play and I'm a Virgo moon it's like you know like you want to have everything like you want it and you want to have done the best job you possibly could and all those sort of things flexible thinking on the other hand is immediately I was like right it's four steps so c connection connect with my body like immediately before my head takes me down that rabbit hole of shameful thoughts and self-critical thoughts and and my bitchy and a critic and I write that a lot about that in the book my bitchy and a critic literally like takes me into a total journey of spiraling I'm like immediately connect with my body and then I'm like okay think about a feet on the floor and immediately I've grounded my energy because it's so easy for the head to go one way and the body to go another. And then I took a deep breath because immediately I was like, okay, I'm in stress mode right now. And the only way for me to switch from stress radio station into the relaxed radio station, um, the body only has two radio stations. We're only in relaxed or stressed. So when you know your those stress alarms have begun, the breath takes you out of the radio station into a more relaxed radio station. So that was my connection. I then got curious saying, okay, like, is it true that Emma is going to hate you because you're a few minutes late? Is that, can you be a hundred percent sure that's true? So then I'm like, okay, no, I can't be a hundred percent sure that's true. So immediately, how can I replace this? I don't know. And so again, taking away those, like getting curious about the things that we think we're so rigid with. Mm -hmm. Choice, choose compassion. How can I be compassionate? Everybody makes mistakes, treat myself like a friend and then commit to my highest values. And that is the flex method. And so in the book, I go through all the research and science that can help you and loads of different journaling questions to help you get there. But immediately I took what could have turned me into a total disaster into actually into a safe place and immediately I can actually get my words out without kind of tongue twisting and like having that subconscious conversation going on as well as trying to you know share share with you everything I'm sharing I love that and you know it's so true like we do hold ourselves to like extreme perfectionism and we're like oh my god this person's gonna judge us worst case scenario like the world is ending I'm two minutes late like everything and to be honest divine timing poppy it was so you could give us this perfect example right And, you know, I think, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a stickler for time as well. And I'm like, when I'm a few minutes late or like a train's late or something, like I can very much get in that really Virgo perfectionism of like, oh, this is stressing me out. And it's like, well, actually, what are those few minutes giving you the opportunity to do, Emma? 
is those few minutes giving you that opportunity to sit at the train station and actually text one of your friends you've been meaning to message for days is that extra time some great moments to just breathe and have some mindful moments so I think and especially with Mercury retrograde at the moment as well which is the the pain of delays and um, communication technology um, and travel like I think you know Mercury retrograde teaches us that you know it's okay to slow down it's you know what is that light what is it shining the light upon what do we need to give our energy and attention to and I think sometimes I think definitely for myself I'm sure you can give your perspective as well Poppy like when I'm challenged to get out of my sort of like perfectionism and get out of my sort of ego it gives me an opportunity to see something from a different perspective and a different angle and say well actually you're perceiving it that way Emma that you know like Poppy's going to judge you for being late or whatever the situation is but actually what is it giving me the opportunity to see it new absolutely one of my favorite quotes is Marianne Williamson and she says um a miracle is just a shift in perspective. Mm. And so for me, flexible thinking really is miracle thinking. It's that idea that when we are able to be flexible, when we're able to let go of our expectations. So when you talk about how flexible thinking is really helpful for manifestation, you know, I know everyone at the beginning of the year, everyone can write all of these New Year's resolutions, but I'm also like, hold them lightly, hold them lightly mm. because there's been a lot of things that I've put on my manifestation board that have not come true. And then it's very, very easy to assume that like, it's your fault. Oh, you should have manifested harder. Mm. And one of the things that I look at a lot in my psychosynthesis work is I think honoring, and I have a book in the, I've got a chapter in the book about culture, also respecting the, the water that we're Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Swimming in. So if, for example, you've, your job, you know, suddenly you want to kind of, I don't know, set up side hustle and your boss suddenly gives you four more deadlines, like you're not manifesting in a bad way. Like you're not doing anything wrong. Culturally, you're in, you're in a situation which you don't have control over. Like you have been asked to do these three things. It's going to take up all these extra time. And, um, and I think just to acknowledge that 
we're living and also we're living in, we're obviously, you know, still in, in a kind of pandemic coming out of that. It just allows us to give us a bit of forgiveness and like compassion over the culture that we're all swimming in that sometimes makes it harder for us to, you know, to achieve your individual goals. So it's, um, it's a hugely compassionate reshift of the way that we have, you know, been conditioned to think. Mm, absolutely absolutely so you mentioned the four steps to your flex method briefly but let's go through them in more depth just so everyone can write them down and hear them clearly so what is the flex method and what are your four steps so the four steps is as I briefly mentioned is the four c's being um, connection curiosity choice and commitment so connection is all about connecting to yourself um, in the moment before reacting and that is, and Viktor Frankl is a huge inspiration. He wrote this book called Man's Search for Meaning. And um, he was in the, um, he was at Auschwitz and um, he was a psychologist and he was going through total and utter hell. And in his book, he writes um, about the fact that he, he observed all the people that survived these awful concentration camps. And he found that those that had meaning and purpose, but also those that took the time to respond rather than reacted were able to mentally survive such hard times. And I thought this was just so interesting. He has this quote that says, between stimulus and response, in that space lies our freedom. And the quote isn't exactly like that, I'm paraphrasing. And so connection is what really allows us not to be in reaction to life, not to be a victim of our circumstances, that in that space in connection, we are able to connect to our inner wisdom. And that's a really important point. Our inner wisdom, it lies in the body, lies to our point, like at the beginning of the interview, lies within our intuition. And when we react, we react with our emotions. And emotions are important, but they're not very intelligent. So our emotions are based on the past, past experience. That's the word oh, you're triggered, but they don't necessarily lead us to responses that are aligned with how we actually really want to respond to the world. So um, connection, and I talk about lots of microflexes um, in, in the book about how you can connect the body in the moment. So we spoke about a couple of them in this, uh, this podcast already, but the breath, or even just relaxing your shoulders down and unclenching your jaw through mini biofeedback mechanisms, you're using the body to tell the brain, I'm safe, don't worry, I'm not in danger, I'm not in physical danger. Just to remind yourself the difference between psychological danger and physical danger. Um, and so you then calm down that nervous system that instantly allows you to even have the functional capability to access wisdom. When we're in the stressed out system, when we're about to react, because we must say it in case we don't have the chance to say it, that's often I used to get stuck into very like reactive emails. Like somebody would send me an email and I'd be like, no, that's wrong. And I'd be so worried about not having the time to like express myself. I would like fire off this email and then an hour later, I'd massively regret it because uh, I wasn't connected to my wisdom. Um, and there's another great quote, and it's Einstein. And um, he talks about um, the solution to the problem can't be created when you're lost in the energy of the problem. And that's so true. Like when we're, when we, you know, sitting at our desk and we're typing away and we're feeling a bit anxious or a bit stressed or whatever, we could, it's 
very difficult to access our best thoughts when we're in that state. So I often say flex by going for a 20 minute walk, get up, do a, do a dance, sit back down. Um, and it just changes. It's much easier to move your way out of a problem than to think your way. And mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes a paradox. You're like, oh, you know, when you're stressed, you think harder. But actually, when you're stressed, I often advise think less, move more. Um, so that's connection. And then curiosity, again, we, we spoke briefly about this, but this is getting very curious rather than jumping to an assumption like or attaching meaning to an event. Because, and I wrote, I posted this quote on my Instagram a few days ago by kind of saying, is it the event that's stressful or what we believe about the event? Mm. Is it the person that's stressful or what we believe about the person? And it is our belief about something that causes the stress, not necessarily the thing itself. Because if I was scared of dogs and you weren't, and we were walking down the street and suddenly we saw a little chihuahua, I would suddenly get really, really anxious, but you wouldn't Hmm. because I believe dogs are scary. Hence why I'm scared of them. So the stress always lies within the underlying belief because we know chihuahuas aren't scary. So it's, so it's interesting. So the curiosity step is what like asking great questions or saying, hmm, before I react, let me find out more. Mm. Um, then we move into choice, which is all about fundamentally humans only have two emotions, love and fear. So we always have a choice. Do I react? Like, do I react in a way that is leaning towards love or do I react to it? leaning towards fear and there's a great parable and I'm sure you've heard I'm sure lots of people have shared this on the podcast already about the two wolves and um and we have two wolves in our brain and both of them want to be fed but only one can be fed and it's the wolf of love and the wolf of fear so every thought you think to yourself hmm am I feeding the wolf of love through this thought or the wolf of fear And that's really interesting when you're thinking about how I should respond or what choice I should make. Like, oh, should I leave my job, for example? Now, what would be leaning into love? What would be the decision that feels that you would lean into love? And what would be the decision uh, to that which would be leaning into fear? And suddenly you're like, oh, wow, this is a great method to really like make sure I'm making conscious, mindful decisions. Um, And uh, because it's very easy to be led by fear. I, I know, my gosh, many years of doing that. And, um, and still many moments that I have to really challenge myself on. And then the fourth step is commitment, which is this idea of like, how do you commit to not only finding the gifts in, 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 our, in our struggle, in our challenges. Um, and just as you said earlier, okay, the challenge is the train is gonna be late. How can I find the gift within that challenge? So committing to a gift mindset it's like, I truly believe the universe is a, com- a compassionate place. It's, it's here for my growth. So where is the growth nugget in, in the challenges that just feel so challenging and it's difficult to find the gift sometimes, but holding that trust that they, that they, that they are there. And then commitment to acting and, decide, and, and making decisions based on where we want to go in life naturally feeds into a manifestation work if you know where you want to go and suddenly goes hmm just do you want to do this or do you want to do that you're like okay what decision would get me closer to the goals that I've just set for myself and so I think it's a great great way again I I think we don't think about the decision process as much I think as much as uh, more than we should because really our decisions are what manifest the future 
Mm. And so creating kind of methods around how you make decisions have been really helpful for me. So that's why flexible, flexible thinking is, is hopefully really helpful for everyone who's listening as well. Well, it definitely sounds helpful. I'm definitely going to incorporate some myself and decision making can be really difficult, whether it's small decisions like what you're going to have for dinner or what we're going to do today. Or if it's like big life decisions, like you say, with um, changing jobs or what you want to do, what your purpose is like, you know, we are forced to make those free will decisions on a big scale and a small scale. And I think, like you say, if we can use those four steps and that flexible thinking method, it helps us to make those choices from love, from that grounded space, instead of feeling fear, second guessing ourselves, thinking like, oh my God. And I always use like my hell yes method. Is it a hell yes or a hell no? If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And, you know, I think it's so important that we, we, you know, we, we change our mindsets and adapt. And like you say, find the gift in each opportunity as it presents itself. So why is it important then to drop our perfectionism and how can this enhance our life, Poppy? Well, if you look at the root of perfectionism, that comes from an underlying belief that we don't think we're enough as we are. And so, and that, and, and, and many people experience that because when we were little, it was, it, you know, our, our very, our young brains understood situations or experiences we went through probably as a reason for evidence that we're not enough. So you don't get picked for the sports team. We didn't have that rational part of our brain built yet to go, oh, that's okay. Like I have different skills. You know, I didn't even care about this that much. But immediately, because we so wanted to feel included, we immediately was like, well, I'm not good enough. Because if I was, I would have got into that. Or, you know, for me, it sounds so ridiculous. But I remember being dumped by all these boys when I was 11 years old. And it's not like we had boyfriends then. We literally, do you know what I mean? Like in the playgrounds, like so-and-so is going out with so-and-so. And then you'd never <laughs> actually talk to them. But I'd, I write about this in my book because I, because I found these old diary entries from when I was uh, 12, 11. And I write about how I've just been dumped and, you know, and I just don't know why. And you know, and like suddenly they're going out with the prettiest girl in school and immediately like, oh, I'm not good enough. I need to lose weight. And it was so sad to see myself at 11 years old, thinking these thoughts, taking, um, taking, turning meaning of a situation. Like, why did I care about what 11 year old thought of me? You know, like absolutely ridiculous, but that's what the brain does. Um, And so, and I think that's then where my, the root of my perfectionism started because I thought, well, if I'm perfect, then that is going to help me avoid all pain, all emotional pain, because nobody would want to break up with me if I'm perfect, or I'm never going to be rejected from a job if I'm perfect, or they can't not like me if I'm perfect. But obviously perfect is it doesn't exist and we do make mistakes because we're human and then perfectionism just kind of layers on the shame that we put on ourselves because we have essentially created unbelievable high expectations for ourselves and then when we fall short of them we then again in that gap between expectations and reality we load that with more self-critical thoughts so I think it's really important to Acknowledge where perfectionism comes from. Maybe ask yourself, where did it start for you? At what points when you were little did you think, oh, if I'm perfect, maybe that would that would get me a situation that would have felt better. And, um, and the antidote 
sadly is as easy and and as hard as compassion and self-forgiveness but um you know it's not easy when we've spent years and years and years kind of strengthening that neural neural pathway that rewards perfectionism we have to learn a new neural pathway that can be quite tiring because when we learn new ways to think it doesn't feel natural and so you've got to spend kind of more time on it and it takes up more energy but it is one of the most important things that um, we can do for ourselves because having more self-compassion and self-acceptance they do feel like very fluffy kind of self-help words but they truly change the difference in your energy levels and when you have more energy you're able to do more things and you're able to um you know energy really is the currency that is like the the most valuable currency we have in this world um so protecting your energy at all costs through 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 kind of dismantling perfectionist expectations i would say I love that. And I definitely resonate with your experiences and story, Poppy. And I think so many people listening will as well. Perfectionism has been absolutely one of the biggest things I've worked on through my inner work journey and still have to, you know, unpack, still have to catch myself with even now. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's so interesting when you can track it back and think, God, like, like you say, it's so, you know, sad that your 11 year old self felt that, but I know I definitely felt like that in school as well. And I know so many people will probably relate to this, hearing this, whether it's throughout their childhood, their adulthood, a work situation, a relationship, you know, we, we are taught we're not enough a lot of the time. And it's, you know, we question ourselves, we question, you know, how can it be perfect? Like you say, like when you were saying about you taught yourself to be so perfect that you could avoid all emotional pain. I was like, oh my God, that is so true. Like, that's the truest thing I've ever heard Poppy so true and you know I think it's just so important that we have these conversations and like you say we unpack the perfectionism we unpack the flexible thinking and you know invite this into our life to realize you know it's not questioning your worth it's not questioning your ability or your amazingness as a human being it's actually just like you say changing that um neuro-linguistic pathway to create a more positive um, habit, a positive thought pattern, which does reflect the truth of, you know, you are enough, we're always enough, we're amazing, and we are human, and we are designed to get it wrong, but that's how we learn, that's how we grow, that's how we evolve, so um, yeah, thank you for sharing that, it really helped me, and I'm sure it's going to help so many people listening as well, so um, my last question to you today then, Poppy, is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my listeners with? Um... I think it's something that um, that I actually posted a few days ago and uh, and it was something about even if it's not happening for you now, it doesn't mean it never will. And I think it's just so easy to compare, especially with Instagram and social media. And this is something I've spoken about a lot, but um, it's just so easy to just assume that another's, you know, kind of growth in whatever they're doing. Maybe they're like having this crazy career success or maybe they're having the family or like all of these things that just to, just to trust in your own divine timing, because, you know, I've obviously I study this work all the time and yet I can still get caught up in going, Oh God, you know, 
um, you just get caught up in these social cultural conditioning conventions of like, oh, I should have done this at a certain age and it's not happening and all of this sort of stuff. And, and I just have to reconnect to that divine timing and knowing that everything is unfolding perfectly for you. And, um, and I think that is, that's the advice I provide myself most often. So hopefully that resonates. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's so important that we do that because comparison, like I definitely feel comparison still sometimes I have to catch myself on Instagram. And I think, you know, we're just so conditioned to feel that way. And like, I, what was it? Lucy Sheridan came on this podcast a few years ago. Oh, she's so great. Love her. She's awesome, isn't she? And she said, she was like, what you should do? She's like, I've learned this mantra. And what you should do is when you feel comparison, say good for you and the same for me. And honestly, yeah. that changed my life when she said that, because I was like, yes like let's celebrate people's successes let's celebrate that and use it as inspiration to be like mm. well if poppy can achieve that if emma can achieve that if so and so can achieve that then it's possible i can do it too because it's you know it's a thing that can actually happen and i can attract that into my life as well for the highest good so um yeah i use that mantra is there any sort of mantras or anything you use for comparison or flexible thinking i i just return to the quote what is meant for me will not pass me by and uh and then another wise woman told me always be a horse with blinkers on and it's so true it's just you know run your own journey because um you know we have we have we've no 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 idea what anyone else's journey should look like for their unique sole purpose Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for Poppy Cup for coming on. It's been so lovely having you here today and asking you all these wonderful questions and learning all your pearls of wisdom. So where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? So um, just on Instagram, just at Poppy Janie. And then the book that I've been talking about during this podcast is called Happy Not Perfect. And I am, um, so that's great for anyone who's a reader, that's like literally packed full of research. And then, um, and then I'm actually launching a 21, a 21 day course that is interactive journaling. So if you don't love reading so much, but you want something that's a bit more of a course to take you through the whole process really step by step and launch that in February so follow me on Instagram or watch out for kind of like notifications because um yeah so it's good for anyone who's like because sometimes I like reading but sometimes I'm a bit like oh god I'm, you know I just get so tired by before bed that I've passed out uh, so it's just a different way to experience and kind of learn about personal development Perfect. I love that. And of course, I will put a clickable link to all of Poppy's work in the description below. So you've got a nice, easy link to that as well. But thank you so much, Poppy. Honestly, you've helped me so much today. And I'm sure everybody else will be embracing their flex thinking and the flex method. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation, really enjoyed the questions. And it's been heaven to have done this with you. So thank you so much, Emma. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Poppy and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Poppy's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, or anything else I have to offer, you can find it all in the description below. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. 
Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 